he, tricked- he draw he draw the line with a with a marker on my on the table. Be like, you cannot exceed this line. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Hello, this is Zachary. Hi, this is Alia. Welcome to probably not legit. legit podcast. Hi, guys. Haven't been talking to you guys for a while now. Yeah, I feel I've just been kind of busy. Yeah, it's things were a little bit crazy for Zach, and I have no inspiration for a new topics. So. <laughs> We've been just like chilling mostly, I would say, yeah. I mean, teaching online is easier, but it feels like more work. Let's talk about the recent situation first. So Zachary was supposed to go back to school on 13th of June. Tomorrow. Wait, the listener doesn't know. So that's why I'm specifying the date. Yeah. But unfortunately, there has been an incident that happened. Zachary, do you know what happened? Well, based on my understanding, the all the restaurants and nightclubs and bars, everything was closed. And then they opened up on the, the 9th or the 10th, right? And then someone goes on a crazy, like, tear, rampage of partying through Beijing, going to what was it like 21 different nightclubs and bars and restaurants within the span of three days his or her footprints covered almost the entire fifth ring like from the zero to fifth which is crazy yeah even even the school in Chongping, like they were in Chongping, like an entire mall was closed in Chongping. Yeah. I don't know if that was because of that person or because of a close contact that they had with someone else. So in short, a person, we don't know the gender because the government hasn't revealed the gender of the person yet, went to multiple locations, especially go to like went to the bars and without testing for COVID for around 10 days or so. Um, supposedly, when this person went to the bar, he or she was actually in fe- like having a fever, but somehow he or she managed to get into the club without showing cure cold. That's what I'm thinking, but I'm not sure. Allegedly not showing the cure code when he or she entered the bar, and then which created this crazy situation that multiple people tested positive after this person's visit yeah so at the moment i think there's like a hundred new cases yeah because of this and due to our zero tolerance (laughs) policy a lot of people are in lockdown again yeah so that's basically the current situation and i mean the reality is the covid in beijing is almost like it's still practically like nothing when you compare it to other places, I mean, my entire family basically just got oh, it. Oh, yeah. I've heard about my it. My mom, my dad, my brother, my brother's wife, my brother's wife's father. So far, we have no knowledge of what 
people who tested positive are like, but due to Zachary's family in the U.S., we kind of know what's going on. Like, how do people react to it, and can they recover from it? So I'm, I'm like pretty concerned about Zachary's family. I mean, they're fine now. I mean, my dad is my dad just turned eighty four, and my mom is seventy five. Well, she just turned seventy five, and. I mean, they're both in relatively decent health, and my dad told me when I spoke to him today, he said if he wouldn't have been tested, he would have just thought that he had some kind of like upper respiratory type thing, like a bad cold, basically. And my brother John, I think, he tested positive, but it didn't seem like he was very sick at all, and. His wife did have a fever of like 102 Fahrenheit, maybe like 38, and but she seems better now. Yeah. So, according to what Zachary just told me, I feel like it's not that scary. It's not like how the public, like the governments and the public media, social media, they're telling us that's crazy. If you get COVID, then you're gonna die or something. It's like, um, so I don't understand our zero tolerance policy at all. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it it is what it is. But I I just think it's interesting that there, it seems at this point to be a huge one of the one of the things in the world that is so different. Like when you think about what's happening in the rest of the world, and like the U.S. is like hundred thousand new cases every day, and it's just like whatever. And here, it's like there's a hundred cases, and the entire life changes. Like they've closed all the nightclubs again, and restaurants are still open. I don't know how long that's going to last. And now we have to get tested again every day for the next three days. Schools are online, which is a huge disruption for kids. I mean, I know that the kids are not happy with their life. You know, they're kids; they want to be with their friends. So. I mean, I hope that you know the situation improves here, but given the fact that the the new variants are so contagious, it seems like until it seems like it's not it's not going to get better. Yeah, I mean, if you're thinking the situation in Beijing is intense, my hometown. <laughs> It's even crazier. We have no cases, or usually they only have like a few cases. But everybody went crazy.、Um, so I was scrolling down the social media the other day, and people from Urumqi was posting, be like,、um, I thought the government just released the notice that they had a, a reached like seven days, no no new cases. Why are we still in lockdown? When can we go out? In one of the districts in Urumqi, and my sister and my parents are doing COVID tests every single day for the past few years now. <laughs> the thing, I don't know why, but in my hometown they did they did it they still do it to an extreme. Like we don't. First of all, we don't have a large population because it's not an area that's very suitable for living because it's really cold in winter and very hot in summer. Second. There aren't many job opportunities, so not a lot of young people are there. So I feel like the majority of population back home are mainly like elder people, older people. 
Um, I don't know if that's one of the reasons, or they just want to, the people in government just want to be in control. They want to know what you're doing, where you are. Yeah, I mean, from my, pre- from my trip last time when I went home, that this, the community people and even like, I feel like they have a special section now that specifically uh, deals with the situation with COVID. They would call me every single day. I pick up the, so this is the weird thing is they call me the first time. It's from the community, uh, from the, the center the COVID control center or something, they call me. I'd be like, when did you arrive here? Uh, when did you last take COVID test? After I said that, they hang up and be like, okay. And then uh, five minutes later, a smaller, like, so we have like, they have a hierarchy, right? And the lower layer, people will call me again, ask the same question. I hang up that. And then the, the, the lowest, which is the community level, people call me again, ask the same question. Like, when did you arrive here? When did you take COVID test? Anyways, I, I was doing COVID tests every single day, like every single day. Even though at that time, even there weren't any cases. There weren't any cases. I was doing it because I, I, I visited my hometown from Beijing and Beijing at the time in Choyang district, they had the cases. So they were crazy about it, like asking me questions and asking me to stay at home, do not travel like anywhere, even though I, po- I tested negative like multiple times, like throughout the weeks, weeks, two weeks, every single day I tested negative. They still call me, ask me the questions until the day I left, they stopped calling me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't realize that. I mean, it's crazy when you think about it. The and- thing is, they, I feel like they don't have a communication between their like departments. So they don't know what's going on. Like, even though the community people know about my situation, but then the higher level people don't know. But I feel like that's just true of the entire, like, system here. The whole system is like that. I mean, like, the, the community level, like, even, like, for example, the, the, the community police, they would have no, like, communication with, like, the police. Which, and the, the other, the real police or the, the city police... They're not going to have any communication with like the public security bureau, for which example. is weird because I feel like the entire thing about creating this health code thing, which is, I feel like it's connected at least in the city, right? So Beijing City has this health code system that everybody can see in the government, and so at my hometown they should they have their own QR code. Like we don't use the Beijing one; we use the, the city one. And then they should be able to know, right? Why would they have to call me like three times from different people, ask the same question? You know, like that sounds just bizarre to me. I feel like that's just a uh, safe face because if, if something does happen, no one wants to no one wants to be like, oh, I didn't take responsibility. Mm-hmm. So then everyone does it. Yeah, it's like, yeah, they're just a saving face. But I, I'm, I've, but I feel like that's a really interesting thing. In terms of just how how things are here, yeah, I mean, the different levels don't communicate. Yeah, I mean, when I came back to Beijing, I felt so relieved because nobody called me, <laughs> nobody bothered me. <laughs> Even the person who tested positive didn't do COVID test for ten days, and nobody called him or her. You know, I don't even know. That's the thing that strikes me as so bizarre. Like I have I have no idea how that happened. Like how did like they the- get into places? Like they they check. You go into the supermarket. You go into the community. 
Like they check everyone. Yeah, I don't know this. How did this person sneak into the bars without people noticing? It's crazy, and a lot of like a lot of times, I feel like it due to each person's responsibility level. Like if you're a responsible person, you go to take COVID tests, you stay at home, you don't travel, you don't go to bars and stuff. It relies on each person, you know.、Um, Yeah, because I was getting these messages also on my phone like every day from the. It's like just an、Beijing. automated,、oh. yeah, an automated text message from like the Beijing Safety Bureau, basically saying things like, "What you were saying, but it, it's everyone's responsibility. Don't travel. Make sure you get tested. Scan the QR travel, code. You know? People gotta go where they're going. People just gotta do things they're gonna do." Yeah, I know, but the thing that's so annoying is that it makes it impossible to leave Beijing. Like, if we wanna during the summer holiday, I was thinking it、What、would be、you? so nice to go to like Dali or、oh、Yunnan, you know, know, for some time. Because、like、Yunnan is so nice, it would be great to go there. And it's、yeah. like, well, can we go? I don't know. Who knows? I Me, mean, I can go. I don't know if you can go. Wait, why can? Why would you be able to go and not? Because、me? I don't work in school. No. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. Well, that's true. All right, let's talk about something fun. Today, Zachary and I went for a run in a park that's、uh, nearby, and I kind of remembered these those of my childhood games, and I lured Zachary <laughs> into playing one with me. And you said the name in English called. I think it's called hopscotch. Yeah, in Chinese we call it 跳格子 So just in case I'm wrong with the name hopscotch, it's when you you have the number one in a in a square, and then two in a square above it, and then three, and then the four and five are in two squares but on the same level, and then you like hop on one foot. But I never really I never played the game. I never played this before. That's crazy because that's my childhood. We would always play like we had a, a couple of games. That we would rotate and play during like class break. Yeah, the when I was a kid at the school, there were like slides and swings, and there was a soccer field. We would play like on the soccer field, but usually we would just go up and down the slides. Or there was like a tire, like a a, a tire thing that you could like spin around on. That was the funnest thing. There was basically like a big kind of jungle gym there. Oh, that's why we 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 didn't we didn't play those because we didn't have we didn't have it slides. We didn't have the what's the other thing? Jungle gym. Jungle gym. No, nothing. We just had a a very large, uh, dirt field. <laughs> <laughs> a dirt field that's quite spacious, and all the students can just go out and play on it. So, what can you play on a dirt field? You draw the squares. <laughs> you draw <dirt> . the squares, <laughs> like we did today. Yeah, that's what we did today. Yeah, there were no trees, just like a plain dirt field, and we do like we took we took our PE class on the dirt ground too. Like if we need to run or do some exercise,、um, yeah. Basically, I mean, my hometown is one of the poorest、uh, provinces in China, so where I was from is I feel like. Our I don't know our GDP, but it I think it would be really、Pretty、really low. low. <laughs> we only had like wait how many schools did we have? We probably only had like 
uh, two primary schools, two middle schools, uh, and one high schools in the city. In the whole city, that's yeah, it. That's it. But how many kids were in the school? That in the, in the uh, primary school? I think in I, I mean it's pretty normal to have around forty to fifty students each class, and you would have like seven, eight, or nine classes. So that makes let's say seven classes, and each class has forty students. That's three hundred twenty students for a grade, and we have six grades for primary school. Okay, seven times four is what? Uh, twenty eight hundred. Yeah, twenty. So two hundred eighty. I thought. Sorry, I thought you said two hundred twenty. Two hundred twenty. I forgot the math. <laughs> I mean, there was a myth about Chinese people being good at math. I'm the exception. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll just, I'm just I'm just giving you a hard time. But yeah, I mean, that's so that's like 280 kids yeah. in the whole school. Yeah, but I forgot. I feel like less than that because I don't I didn't I don't remember we had a lot of kids. Maybe three classes or four. Sorry, I, I'm I don't really remember the specifics. It's like ages ago now. I don't remember. But what other kind of games would you play? Uh, we have this one called Lao Ying Joy Xiao Ji, Lao Ying Eagle Xiao Ji Chick. So, eagle catches or chase chicks. <laughs> the eagle catches the chick. Yeah, the chicks. Oh, multiple. Multiple. So basically, the game is we have a person that's the eagle. It's on the one. It's on, the person will be on one side, and then on the other side are the. The, the chicken mummy and all the little chicks. The chick's mummy will be like protectors and doing like stretching his or her arms like this. And then the chicks will be like lining up behind the chicken mummy. And then we have to move like left and right. And then the ego is trying to catch the little chicks. Usually you if you are on the at the bottom of the line, you will be the one that's going to be caught first by the eagle but how does the eagle catch the chicks the eagle just like run around and then the chick mommy and chicks had to hide you know so when you move if the line is very long for example you think there are 20 chicks lining up then the last person gonna be very slow yeah okay so it's, it's gonna be easy for the eagle to catch so they the the eagle can't touch the chicken mommy no the and so the chicken mommy protects the chicks that's right Oh, I get it. I don't I don't know. I've never played any game like this. <laughs> okay, that's one. And the, another one is called Diu Shoujuan. Um Diu means like throw. Shoujuan is handkerchief. So throw handkerchief. So a group of kids sit together as a circle. Sit as a circle. And I don't I forget how do you start a game, but one person stands up and everyone else chant like there's specific chant um and then uh wait who chants oh i think the person who stands up and okay can i start over yeah of course all right a group of people let's say 10 people sits as a circle 10 people sit as a circle one person stands up with the handkerchief this person chants and run around everyone behind them chant and then the, the person can stop at any time like he can throw the handkerchief at behind someone and then run away. If the person notices the handkerchief is behind him or her, this person needs to stand up and chase the person who throw the handkerchief behind him or her. 
if the person successfully catch the person, then the person get to sit back and then the, the, the other person who threw the handkerchief had to go do this again until someone else like failed to catch this person and the person you know got to sit on the the place did you get me kind of i think so the the person who has the handkerchief the handkerchief there do someone is doing a chant and the person with the handkerchief is going around outside the circle right and then the person with the handkerchief will throw it down and if the person sitting sitting like if the handkerchief is behind that person then they need to catch the other person Who's but the other person is going to try to take their seat that's right yes i yes. think that's very similar to this game called duck duck goose maybe yeah it's like i can't imagine you, there's, there's a, a kid like English walking person. i don't remember I, it's been a long time since i played it obviously but it's like there that's like duck there's a circle of kids sitting and then one kid is like the goose and then one is trying to say duck, duck. And then when they, if they say goose at you, then then you have to like hatch the other person, I think. And then the, the first person will try to like sit in the seat. Okay. And then the person, then the other person would, would be like the, the, the goose again. And they need to like go over and walk around the circle and tap the kids' heads and say, duck, 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 <laughs> goose. So I guess it's very similar, except your game uses a handkerchief. Yeah. It's more cunning, I feel. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, another game that comes to my mind is called 不许动, or 默人. 不许动 means don't move. So basically, the game is also includes like a, a bunch of people. One person needs to face... Um, the other direction, like the, not the crowd, but the other cre- uh, direction, and chant, either chant or count down from 10 or 5. And the rest of people need to move towards the person. And when the person, for example, counts down from 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, and the person turns and face the crowd, the crowd can't move. If, the, if someone in the crowd moves, this person is eliminated. And the person turns back, like face the, the back is facing the crowd now, and chant or count down again and turn back. And if, if there is anyone who touched the person who is counting down or chanting, then the crowd win, wins. If in the end, the person eliminated everyone in the crowd, then the person who is chanting or counting down wins. Okay, so let me see if I understand this. <laughs> So there's one person who is like with their back facing a group of people or like a a bunch of kids and the kids will try while the person's back is turned, the kids will try, the kids will try to approach and like touch that person, but they have to do it maybe quietly. Yes. And then the person will turn around and then if they see that anyone moved, that person is going to be eliminated. They can, they have, but they have to call on them and be yeah. like, you moved or you moved or yes. you moved. Yes. So then the, the, the idea is you have to move sometimes and hope that the person doesn't notice that you moved. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. I never, yeah, I never heard of a, I don't think I ever played this kind of game either. Okay. 
I guess I'm just I'm just thinking I feel that maybe because either I wasn't very sociable or I was always just going up and down the slides um, or I think we just didn't or play there these. weren't many kids in the U.S. <laughs> no, I mean, I remember that the elementary school that I went to, there were several hundred students there. What if I bring these games to the U.S.? I think kids will definitely play them because kids are very, they just want to play and have fun. But I mean, it's when you're, when you can spin around on a tire and go really fast and, <laughs> or you can go up and down slides. I feel like that's more. See, that's what I see the difference in China. All our games are group games. You cannot play it by yourself. But all the games you just mentioned are individual games that you can easily play by by yourself. Is that does it mean something? I don't know. I mean, I I think maybe I don't know. It might mean something. I mean, the the game the games that I was talking about, like Duck Duck Goose or like Musical Chairs. These these games we played maybe or the last time I played them, I was really young. You're, I mean, like three, four, five years old. Like once you get to like six, seven years old, I don't. You you play. Maybe you'll play like soccer or you'll you'll play like other kind of sport type games. Yeah, I, I mean the thing is, I feel like the boys. Maybe because you're 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 a man. You know the gender difference. I think most of the people play the game that I mentioned were girls, and the boys would play like soccer. On the dirt. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, but sometimes, like when they were younger, for example, first grade, second grade, and then they would play with the girls. But when they're younger, they just want to play soccer or play basketball or something. I don't know. What about jump rope? Because I've seen jump like kids jump doing jump rope because a lot jump here. rope is the one that's like less fun for a little kid, but a lot more fun for an older kid. For example, when I was in the third and fourth grade, that was very popular. Um, so for jump rope, not like traditional jump rope. Yeah, not rope, just no. one for one person, no, but so like two, two, two people, people will stand on each side of this, um, each side, and then they will have um, elastic stretchy band over their knee or their like ankle. And a third person needs to do a series of moves on the elastic band. Uh, I forgot what are these. But basically, there will be a series of moves you need to do, like touching, stepping on the, the, the band, jumping from one side to another. After you've done that, the people on two sides need to raise the height of the band. For example, we start from the ankle, and then it moves up to the knee, and then moves up to the thigh, and moves up to their waist, and then it moves up to their shoulders. The highest is to your neck. So if the person can do the series of moves on your neck, is really skilled. But you mean like they're spinning it around? Like... No, no, no. I'm not talking about a spinning around one. We have the spinning around one, but we have another one that doesn't spin. Huh. I don't think I've seen that one. Yeah, so the one you talked about spinning around, that one is also fun. So two people on each side holding the, each ropes. end of the rope. Not two, but the one I experienced, one rope. Okay. And then it's like they would stand really far away and then the, the rope is really long and they start with the movement. Like, like spinning it, I guess? They spin it. And then one person gets in, second person gets in, third person gets in. 
Ten people. You at that point, you'll see ten to fifteen people jumping at the same time, and then the first person get out, the second person get out. So that was the one I I used to play. Oh, and then it's like it becomes like a competition. Yeah. Do you feel that the games that you played as kids were very competitive? Kinda. Now I think about it, like it's always about who can reach the highest and who can like.、Uh, You know, get faster and stuff, kinda. But none of these、uh, games that I mentioned were in any competition or anything. It was just between kids. Yeah, but still, just between kids who are being competitive with each other. Yeah. I feel I don't know. I feel like it's a very a, kids are more competitive here, or it's just I don't know. It's just something I I, I feel that there's a lot of. This competitive spirit that、yeah. kids have. The fun thing is, we only had ten to fifteen minutes during class or lesson break. How did we manage to play so many games? <laughs> well,、no. Do you didn't have like a recess? No. What? Yeah. Yeah, because the at the school the kids have they have a recess time as well, like in the evening. So after after school time ends. Like when I'm leaving the school around five thirty, the kids are always outside playing. They also have recess time in the afternoon. Oh, around four. I think、so. we most we had more PE lessons when I was little. We would have at least one PE lesson each day, so that's forty five minutes. And then we at the primary school, the teacher didn't te- didn't teach us anything. It's just playtime. Oh, so your gym class was just playtime. Yeah. So, so what would, would you do in the gym class? Play these games you just said. Yeah, jump or jumping ropes. Play the eagle catches chicks. Play the other one. <laughs> so what would the gym teacher do? Like maintain、Monitor. the order. Like make sure nobody gets hurt. I guess. <laughs> what a job. <laughs> I guess it, the teacher did any other things, but I don't remember. All、oh, my memories now are just like we like us kids playing around. In the afternoon, when like I think first lesson in the afternoon, we were like the ti- the most tired tired of the day. We would have PE lesson. Yeah, I mean, the, it's really it's it's not funny, but it's interesting. Like when I try to think back to elementary school and recess time, I don't. It's really hard for me to remember what I did because there weren't anything that's like remarkable or like. In, Like, you didn't do anything special. I mean, the the thing the thing that I remember is the the slide. I remember there was there was a, this really this really fun slide, and also the tire swing.、Mm. And one day, my dad came to the school to show, like some like gourds and things that he had brought back from Africa as like a show and tell kind of thing, and. I remember him like running on the field playing soccer with us, and that was like a. I remember that like a being like a big deal. I was like, what? <laughs> But other than that, other than that, it's really hard for me to remember.、Mm. I don't. Now you talked about that. I feel like when I was in primary school, we didn't have any、uh, activities or days that parents would do like activities with kids. No, we only had parents meeting like once a year. But we didn't have anything like now. I know a lot of schools these days they have these activities. They invite the parents over, and they do like some interesting fun games together. But we didn't have none of that. Yeah, 
for my dad's situation, it was it was unusual, I guess, because my mother was doing some volunteering at the school, so she had connections. Connections. Kind of. And my father was a pilot at that time. So I think, and he had brought, he had been to Nigeria and he had these kind of interesting, I don't know how to explain it. It's it's not a, it's like weaving, like things that are woven out of reeds or things that were like, like a big gourd that would be painted with different, like almost like tribal type things. And he had he had brought it to the school. I think because my mom was just friends with the teacher, it wasn't any kind of like special thing. It was more just like this guy has this cool stuff. Maybe he wants to bring and show the kids. At least that's how I that's how I remember it. Actually, mm-hmm. um, I don't remember it being like an official like deal. Okay. It was just very like kind of a laid back thing. Mm-hmm. When you were talking, it just reminded me of something that I experienced as a as a kid in primary school. I think it was like fourth grade. I don't know why, but at that time, I feel like the girls and boys started to realize their differences like physically, like at the age of 10 in the fourth grade. And um, there was something that was really popular called Sambaxian, the line north and south korea they divided their territory by u.s like you have a 38 degree or something yeah the 38th parallel 38th parallel so i don't know why in year 2000 when i was in fourth grade my desk mate who was a which was a boy told me i can only have 30 percent of the table and he can have the 80 percent of the table why because you're a girl I, I guess he gets seventy. He gets seventy percent, and you only get thirty. No, he said eighty percent. He said this is this is the line. This is the line. The thirty-eight <laughs> percent parallel. <laughs> he, tricked- he drew he drew the line with a with a marker on my on the table. Be like, you cannot exceed this line. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I so, was bullied. <laughs> yeah, you were bullied so badly. Yeah. And then I was so, I didn't understand because I, I was like a new transfer student at the time. And then I was like, okay. So I was like squeezing myself into the, 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 the smaller side of the table. And my eraser passed the line. He got really mad. He, he pinched me on my show, on my, like, on my uh, arm. How long did this last for? Not very long because I told my mom and my mom <laughs> made a scene in school. She came to my, like I told my mom, because my mom saw like bruises on my, on my arm. She came to school on like one day, uh, the first lesson is always PE lesson. So she came to school. I don't know if anyone know, like the principal or teacher, she just walked towards to where we were like playing games. And then uh, she asked me, who is your desk mate? And I pointed to a boy. <laughs> And my mom started to educate, like, lecturing this boy about, like, this is wrong to treat me like that. Like, pinching your desk is wrong. And the funny thing is there were a group of people gathering around me and my mom and then my desk mate. And then there was, like, other kids that in, that's in my class started to side, siding with my mom. Be like, yeah, I saw him do that. <laughs> I saw him pinching her. <laughs> anyway, so I was crying and the, crying and the laughing at the same time. Because I thought it's kind of funny and also like kind of felt like I was like actually pretty hurt by the, the, the behavior of the boy. And then my mom left and we went back to doing whatever we're doing. And then after we went back to school, the, my desk made erased like the line he drew on the table. <laughs> 
That's crazy that your mom would just come into school and start yelling at the kid. Yeah. Like she wouldn't go to the principal or talk no. to the teacher. No. Just go directly to the kid. Yeah. I don't even know how, how did she get into school? Like, wouldn't there be like a guard and then be like, what's your purpose of visit? And then like she would see my uh, homeroom teacher first or something. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe, maybe she just knew maybe she just told the guard that she had to get you yeah like i have to go get my like give something to my daughter or something okay. I'm, obviously she didn't tell them the truth i'm gonna go yell at this kid now <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was that was interesting yeah i couldn't believe that i was bullied uh when i was 10 yeah yeah there was this thing it, like i don't remember when it started like cooties like like girls like girls and boys are like ew he's gonna give you cooties. What's cooties? Cooties is like 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 nasty thing. Like if you touch huh. a girl or like something, it's like gonna get cooties. Cooties isn't anything. It's just okay. like a a strange phenomenon of this. Like if if there's any physical connection between the boy, you're gonna get cooties. Which age group we're talking about? Like here? first, second grade. What like? Six, seven years old? Yeah. Aww. Okay. Like, yeah. I don't remember when that changed. I remember when I was in third grade, my teacher saying something about how when we're older, we're going to spend so much time in the bathroom, like getting ready and like doing makeup and stuff. And kids were like, what are you talking about? You're crazy. <laughs> we're not going to spend time doing these things. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah, and then she's like, oh, you wait and see. You wait and see. I don't huh? remember, like, what we were even talking about that mm -hmm. she had to bring that up. But uh, somehow I, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. But games. Yeah, but when you talk about, like, the cooties, I feel like I remember something similar to that, but we were older. Like, when I first started to wear bra, like, I guess that would be, like middle school because in primary school even though like we already like sixth grade we already started to have some boobs but we were somehow we weren't able to wear bras because we were shy or something like so i think i officially started to wear a bra when i was like in the first like it was the seventh grade in middle school and then the boys in the class would do some very bad things they would pull on the band of your bra through like if you're wearing because where you wear uniform and then underneath uniform is the bra so they would try to like pull it to make a sound if you know what i'm talking about yeah that's so naughty yeah and then they would laugh at you be like oh she's wearing a bra ha 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 i thought chinese kids i thought chinese kids were well behaved no never they're bad so bad yeah and then like, they would only do that to the girls they think that are quiet and not going to talk back to them. So I guess I would... Someone did that to me once, but then I yelled back. Good for you. Good for me. Good job. Yeah. And then they didn't do it again. Yeah. And then also, like, if you're really... Like, you have a really good grades, they would not mess with you. They only, like, mess with girls who is, like, not doing very well in the school and also very quiet. That's so bad. Yeah. People don't talk about like these bullies in Chinese schools, but they existed. I mean, at least I saw and I experienced some of them. I mean, at my school, we, we definitely like talk about it through the teaching in terms of uh, due to the different units of inquiry. At some time, something about bullying is like comes up 
it's definitely a thing that's mentioned, but I don't, I don't, I'm not really aware or notice any kids bullying other kids. Cause a lot of times it, it seems to me like they're just playing and sometimes they're almost arguing, but then it's like, well, they're friends, you know, but they're just like kind of playing and fighting and then playing becomes fighting. There's only, there's only a few times I, I, I did see a girl kind of bullying a kid because the kid like will get really angry and like basically flip out. And the girl knows this and she'll like try to, she'll like antagonize the kid to try to make him like get angry, I think. It's like a, a weird control thing, mm. I think. Actually, I have a I have a experience of myself. I don't know if you can tell me and then if I did make a mistake or what's going on. So basically, it was the, I feel like it was the, wait, let me think. When was it? Maybe the first, also like seventh grade. Uh so we, uh, in seventh grade, I went to the middle school in the city. So not the primary school, the middle school there, very far away, like a new location. And we had a new English teacher. But somehow my classmate and also my desk mate is someone I knew from primary school. So the first day of the English lesson, I was really excited. Uh, and then somehow magically we also sit together. So we started chatting in the English lesson, but we weren't very loud. It's like very mild chatting and then giggling. Um, and then we would like, because we wouldn't, I, I wouldn't talk, but I would write something on the paper and my desk mate would see it and we start like, like do that, you know? Yeah. Uh, so the people who can't see us, I was like covering my mouth and giggling. So this English teacher got so mad with us. She threw like the, uh, what's it called? Like the, the thing you write on the backboard chalk oh she threw the track at us so she missed the first time and we stopped like doing the thing and then somehow we started doing that again and then she got really mad she threw another one and she hit my desk mate with <laughs> she <laughs> threw the chalk at your your desk mate and then she stopped the lesson and asked both of us to stand up and started yelling at us like what are you doing you're really interrupting my lesson like very nasty things like i've never heard of like from any other teacher she, only thing she didn't say is like cursing words but she kind of like used very bad words and then she just left the classroom just left and, like, and leave she left and left the class unsupervised um and then i was like i was crying my desk mate is also crying and then we were like, oh, what did we do? We were just like, like communicating without making a sound. I guess it really like made her upset. Um, anyway, so we had like the half of the lesson basically unsupervised. So we just started like drawing things on book and the kids were like talking <laughs> loudly and, you know, like playing their things. And then I talked to my classmate, like, should we go to the desk, like to the office to apologize to the teacher? And then she said yes. And then after the lesson finished, we went to the English the English teacher's office to apologize. We knocked on the door, opened, and then she's still telling other teachers about us. Like this time she was using cursing words. Like these two bitches <laughs> in my class, you know, like they're giggling and making sound. 
and then we walked in like very like chickened out and be like sorry teacher we promised that we wouldn't do that again and then the teacher saw us walking in she started pointing at us be like these two these two were like giggling and laughing and talking my lesson can you imagine a kid like their age would do something like that blah 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 like basically i would start crying very loudly in the office on my desk me too and then she's still she's still yelling she's still talking and i feel like her and i just left the office um and then after that whenever it's her class i would like not look at her and not do her, do the thing she asked us to do but fortunately i think a month after that so our school merged with the other school. So there will be only one high school in the city. There will be two, right? So there's only going to be one. So the one I mean going to be turned into a, some other school, I forgot. Any, anyway, the thing is my school is merged with the other school. So we had to move and study in the other school. So I've never seen her after that. So my question is, what did you think? What did I do really something that bad and that wrong to deserve that treatment? No. I mean, and you said you were like seventh grade. Yeah. And it's kind of funny because the in seventh grade, I, I was also not, I was, I was a pretty like conscientious student, but I was easily, imp- like easily manipulated maybe. <laughs> so I would also, I was also like sometimes talk with my desk mate. And then I remember the teacher like yelling, like DeVries, like yelling really loud. And I remember during parent-teacher conferences, he said something to my mom. And then I was always such a quiet kid before then that when the teacher said about me talking, my mom was like, oh, that's a good thing. <laughs> Aww. But in But in your case... I mean, I do think that the teacher was definitely like way out of line. And the thing is, like the thing about dealing with kids, like you have to be strict, but you also have to try to be nice because you want to maintain or you want to develop a good relationship. Like in your case, you didn't like the teacher and then you didn't do the work, right? You're just like, screw this. Yeah, I didn't want to look at her. I feel like I was really humiliated yeah which makes sense like anyone would be like that's a that's like a terrible experience really bad very bad experience but i mean i'm glad by by fate that you didn't have to deal with her after that i couldn't imagine if i actually continued studying there i probably have to transfer anyways because i couldn't stand it but throwing chalk like that that's normal. We had a so when That's I was crazy. In, when I was in school, the physical like uh, a punishment was not ab- abolished. So a teacher can actually punish students by hitting them. But would um, they? Yeah. Wow. I've been my sister been hit. I've been hit by teacher when I was when we were in school. Wow. Like for not doing homework, if we're in talking like in the classroom or like being late for five minutes, like stuff like that. But it's abolished now, right? Yeah, it is. Now you can't. You so can't. when when did they finally abolish this? Well, definitely after I was graduated. <laughs> I don't know which year, but yeah. But maybe only maybe in the only in the past like fifteen years, I'm guessing. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Well, I'm glad it's fine. It's abolished. Yeah, I wish it abolished earlier so we wouldn't have to go. Yeah, they should have like a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember when 
I don't know when they, because in, in in the U.S. they used to do that, those kinds of things. Like, but I don't know when. Like 1800s, I, I mean, know they did that. If you have never experienced it, then it probably like a long time ago. No, I mean, like even I'm talking like 1800s. Oh, 1800s. They would do these things. What? But I don't know when they stopped. Like I don't know when it became like a a bad thing. Okay. Like. At what point in the twentieth century did did they stop mm. doing these things? Okay. I don't have, I don't know. Yeah, all right. I'll call it. We hope you enjoyed listening to today's episode uh, about different games and our childhood traumatic experiences. <laughs> I don't know about traumatic, but the good and the bad. Okay. I guess just school experiences. Yeah, growing up. Uh, as a kid who was born in the nineties in China, was not pleasant. Yeah, a time I, I think that we we can talk more about these things in another episode. Yeah. Well, we hope you enjoyed, and we'll Please. see you next time. And uh, yeah, we were gonna say subscribe. Yeah, subscribe. Instagram doesn't work. We're going out. We're gonna make a new one, maybe. We should try to make a new one. Yeah. Anyways, thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye.